Hi, welcome to What Are the Tax Implications? I'm Ron Scott. I'm Jeff Rosenthal. We are your first call tax advocates here once again to help increase your financial and tax knowledge. Whether you're the CEO of your household or of your business, questions constantly arise regarding the tax consequences of your financial circumstance. First Call Tax Advocates is always here to answer your questions and offer educational background regarding the potential tax implications of your action. Ron and Jeff are your first responders. They are board certified financial and tax professionals with over 60 years of experience. Please visit their website, firstcalltaxadvocates.com. That's firstcalltaxadvocates.com. Learn more about them, explore their resources, and leave a review of your experience. For more urgent matters, please call them toll-free at 833-568-8999. That's 833-568-8999. Question number one. Doug from Pompton Lakes has a few questions about his recently received stimulus check. I received my stimulus payment in a direct deposit. What are the tax implications? Great question, Doug. Did you know that not everybody is even going to receive a stimulus? So you were in the group that was deemed to receive the money. The money is not taxable uh, in general. All income is taxable unless it has a specific exemption. And this stimulus money, otherwise known as economic impact payment or EIP or recovery rebate, they all mean the same thing. But the money, it was given to you tax-free to go spend as you will to stimulate the economy. So has this ever happened before? Also a great question, Doug. The Economic Stimulus Act of 2008 was identical, except with a smaller pocket of money. It was also intended to help grow the economy, to stimulate the economy, and um, and get people to start moving the economy. You're going to go out and and buy groceries or or pay the light bill or whatever. They're going to take money and pay their employees and their suppliers and so on and so on and so on. So why does Doug ask this question? There are a lot of different programs out there and the question always arises, what are the tax implications? The stimulus checks are not taxable. But is there going to be any documentation from the government regarding this? An excellent question. We don't know the answer, but we can look back to 2008. And what they did in 2008, they did send you a notification that you received the money, and we were supposed to reconcile it when we filed the 2008 tax return. In this case, when we filed the 2020 tax return. The reason why we have to reconcile it is we have to report our situation and maybe our situation says that the money we, we received wasn't enough. For example, you got money for yourself and for your spouse and for one child, but you actually had a second child in 2020 and the government didn't know that, so they're going to owe you extra money for that second child. Wow. One simple question so many answers. So I received the money, 
I could spend it any way that I want, right? Any way that you want. It's not going to be taxed. The intent was to help others while I'm helping myself, while I'm being helped by the government. Exactly. That sounds pretty good. But other questions like, can I use this money, I don't know, to fund my individual retirement account? Well, the money is yours to spend as you please, but retirement accounts are based on earned income and other factors such as are you covered by a retirement plan. So the stimulus money or other kind of money are not considered earned income. Wages are, but this is not. And we would have to go to the rest of the factors on your tax return, your salary, whether or not you're covered by a pension plan, uh, blah, 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 blah. Those kinds of things need to be taken into account. But the money is yours to spend as you wish. Doug, I hope that you visit our website because it sounds like you have a lot of questions and we might be a great resource for you. Now, on to the second question. Chris from Staten Island asks, I'm applying for unemployment insurance. There's a question about tax withholding. Is this money taxable? Unfortunately, Chris, unemployment insurance receipts are indeed taxable. They're taxable at the federal level, and if you live in a state that has a state income tax, it's also taxable at the state level. I know that the money that you're receiving might be less than what you received while employed, but still it is subject to taxation. Is the additional money paid by the federal government, the $600 per week, is that also taxable? Well, if you're fortunate enough to receive that much money, uh, congratulations. Not everybody does receive the max, but yes, it is still taxable. Taxable at the federal level, and if you live in a state where there's a state income tax, taxed at the state level. And since I'm trying to make up for lost income, if I decide to not withhold taxes, what are the tax implications? Well, if you don't withhold taxes, then at the time that your taxes due, you may have to not only pay what you owe in the liability, but if you underwithheld, there could be an, an a penalty for not withholding enough. You need to talk to your tax advisor about whether or not withholding makes sense for your unemployment insurance payment. So can I use that unemployment money for maybe an IRA contribution? It's amazing how many people ask questions about money they receive so that they can maybe save it for retirement. Unfortunately, the unemployment insurance payments are not deemed earned income. Even though they're taxable, they're not eligible for deductible or even contributions to an IRA. Sorry about that, Chris. Well, Ron, if we were working on that client, what would we, what would we consider there? Would we not look to other factors as well? Whenever we work with clients with whatever questions they have about tax implications, 
we do a thorough analysis of their current situation. People may have, uh, have earned income earlier in the year, and that money we can use towards an IRA contribution. But specifically, they cannot use any of the unemployment insurance money to fund an IRA. So, Ron, I'm receiving my benefits, but I don't like the withholding option I chose. Can I change it? Yes, you may. You only have two options, though, at the time of your initial election, 10% or zero. So if you are withholding at 10%, you can only go down to zero. If you didn't withhold anything, now you have the option to start withholding at 10%. Wow. So if the 10% is not enough... What then? The challenges facing a lot of people today have to do with budgeting, watching their spending, watching their consumption. Unemployment insurance is temporary. It only lasts 13 weeks and could be extended in 13-week increments to 26, to 39, but we don't know that yet. And if you're fortunate enough to get more than what your state is offering, you know, that could actually be more than what you were earning at your job. But you've lost your benefits at your job. There's a lot of challenges, a lot of difficult decisions that have to be made. Unemployment insurance, though, could be an opportunity. Here's where we could turn a negative into a positive. You can take an unfortunate situation and with the unemployment insurance money, you can be bridged to a more desirable outcome. What do I mean by that? We help people all the time with making changes in their financial and tax lives. This could be an opportunity for people to change careers, maybe use this time to to learn something new, take courses online, apply for jobs you never thought you'd ever you know, want to do. You never know what could happen here. Take this as a positive opportunity. Remember, the First Call Tax Advocates, Ron and Jeff, are your first responders. Board certified professionals, over 60 years of experience, Visit their website, firstcalltaxadvocates.com. That's firstcalltaxadvocates.com. Learn more, explore, and leave a review. For more urgent matters, call them toll-free at 833-568-8999. That's 833-568-8999. And for you subscribers, we offer a complimentary consultation to discuss your tax matter. Question number three. Joe from Long Island is concerned. He's received his stimulus check. He's received his unemployment insurance payments, but he still can't pay his bills. He's worried if he doesn't pay his bills to the credit card company, to the lease company where he gets his automobile, what are the tax implications? 
Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, Joe. You're unfortunately in a big boat with a lot of other people who have similar stories. So the lenders, the creditors, um, understand the problem. Uh, many of them will voluntarily write off your debt, uh, which means you won't owe them anymore. At the end of the year, they will send you a 1099-C, and a copy of that will go to the government that'll indicate that the bank has written you off, the, the lender has written you off, you don't owe them any more money, and how much you did write off. Then the IRS will expect you to pick up taxable income for the amount that was written off. Is there any way to avoid that? I mean, can I negotiate with them regarding the debt? I mean, I, I, I promise I'll pay when I have the money. Well, I'm not a lawyer. We are not lawyers. We're tax people. But of course, you can negotiate. And many of them will negotiate a reduced amount. Um, and there's a very good chance that even the reduced amount will still come out on a 1099-C, which will be taxable. The forgiven amount of income will be taxable to you. So that has to do with credit cards, you know, unsecured. But what about, what about my lease payment? What about my car? I mean, I need my car, Jeff. Well, cars are secured asset and you entered into a written contract that you're going to have that car for a certain period of time. And in return for having that car, you're going to make your payments. If you can't make the payments, they are going to take that car and they're going to issue a 1099-C for the unpaid portion of the rest of the lease. But if they take my car away from me, um, well, two questions. What if I have my personal stuff inside the car and are they going to are they going to take that car and lease it to somebody else? Well, the first question could be a legal question, but it could be a human question. Usually if you ask the tow company or you call the creditors, they might let you have access to the tow yard and regain your personal property. They don't want it and legally they can't keep it, but the car is theirs, so you have to negotiate that. You have to ask that out. Now, the second part of your question, what to do if the car is leased out? released, leased to a second person. Well, creditors have an obligation to try and reduce the amount of money that you owe them. So if they can lease that car to somebody else, in theory, they're supposed to reduce the amount of money that they have forgiven to you as taxable to the government. They're supposed to change the 1099-C to take that into account. Wow. There's a lot to this uh, this question, and a lot of people have tough decisions to make when you don't have enough money to pay your bills. You have to understand the tax implications. Here we learned that not being able to pay a debt could create taxable income. Now, Jeff, that taxable income could mean that I owe taxes, and if I owe taxes and I don't have the money to pay, 
What are the tax implications? Oh boy, Joe. Yes, you raise an a excellent point. You may be forgiven the big bill from, from the creditor, but have a smaller bill, but a bill nonetheless to the government. Um, you wouldn't be the first person there either. Uh, the government does have 39 sections of law for, for forgiveness of one kind or another. That would require you to come in and get personalized counseling and uh, discuss all of your legal options for reducing that or possibly eliminating it, but certainly dealing with it. Well, the good thing is I'm not going into deeper credit card debt because... We're not going on any family vacations. I'm not going out to fancy restaurants and I'm not going to the ballpark. I want to thank Doug, Chris, and Joe for their excellent questions. Now you may have questions. Please visit our website, firstcalltaxadvocates.com and look for our email addresses. Jeff's is jeff.rosenthal at firstcalltaxadvocates.com. Mine is ron.scott at firstcalltaxadvocates.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. You probably have additional questions, don't you? We are your first call. Remember, everyone's situation is unique, but we should be your first call. We are your first responders. The 911 operator doesn't call you. Please call us toll-free at 833-568-8999. Again, 833-568-8999. And visit our website at firstcalltaxadvocates.com. We'd love to know what you've learned today. So please leave a review on our website. We have attempted to appeal to a broad audience, but we want to help everyone if we can. Next time on What are the Tax Implications? We'll be answering questions regarding required minimum distributions in 2020, taking into account the SECURE Act, which was enacted at the end of 2019, and the new rules dealing with the pandemic. Additionally, we have a lot of money flowing via inheritance because of this tragedy. We'll field questions regarding the tax implications of inheritances. And lastly, an interesting opportunity when the employer grants money to an employee. It's not salary. Then what is it? And we will be answering the question, what are the tax implications for all of these questions? Take care. Thanks for listening.